Welcome to Christ Church Pops, a podcast of Christ Church Parish in Pensacola, Florida. Here we'll be sharing the preaching of the parish, both recent and from the past, as well as conversations with the people of the parish. So let's go. So making these podcasts has been fun. The interviews we have with people in the church and we get to share sermons. But there's one thing about when we share the sermons. They seem to be kind of one-offs. We may pick a sermon from six years ago. We may pick another one from two years ago. So we thought it would be fun to pick three in a row that, that we preached a couple months ago. The first sermon in that series was Keeping Our Promises. And today continues with our second sermon, which is On the Abundant Life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Growing up in Orlando, I went to a lot of theme parks. It was a blessing to live so close to Universal, and to SeaWorld, and to Disney World. It may come as a surprise, but I am not a thrill seeker. I do not like roller coasters. I have this thing about feeling weightless and leaving my seat, and no matter the amount of safety harnesses and precautions, I still will not go on any roller coaster, and I've not been on ones that go upside down or any kind of free fall ride. I don't enjoy going fast, I don't pretend like I'm falling, and I especially have this fear of not knowing what will come next. I find that a bit symbolic of my life. I don't consider myself a risk taker. And I don't just mean roller coasters, but I'm the kind of person that likes to plan things out and not be spontaneous. I prefer to observe rather than being bold and acting. And I find it easier to be quiet and to listen rather than to speak. And especially those last three things are not very conducive to a lot of my responsibilities. I do a lot of things that cause me great anxiety. For example, what I am doing right this moment. I always have this fear that I'll say the wrong thing. And while we're talking about fears, I have this perpetual fear that I'm going to trip up these steps and face plant into the pulpit. I find that in our lives, we have many fears. We fear the unknown. Some of us fear death or pain or the dark, or bugs. We fear being alone, or embarrassed, or of losing things. So what does it look like, then, when fear takes over? When it paralyzes us with inactivity? What does our life look like when fear reigns? The ways that we try to be small, or to minimize our strength and talents, how we waste our time with trivial pursuits or ignore opportunities that stretch us. I find that our gospel passage this morning confronts us with this question. In our gospel passage, we hear about a wealthy man who entrusts each of his three servants with a fortune. Before I get too far, I do want to say that while some parables are allegories, that is, that you can identify characters in the story and make this comparison that they are representing people or God, I think it's a mistake to look at this parable as an allegory. It's not a simple comparison that the wealthy man is God or that we are meant to wheel and deal our ways to dishonest wealth. Rather, I find that parables are opportunities to explore truth. 
They hold up a mirror to ourselves. They are meant to stop us in our tracks and to make us really think, to open our ways to the to open our eyes to the ways in which God's kingdom and God's love is different from the ways of our society. I find this to be true of this parable. This parable is one of four, in fact, parables that Jesus shares with his disciples near the end of his life as he prepares them for when he will die. And so it's a time of great anxiety, great fear. They hear about famine and earthquakes, the coming destruction of the temple, and the plot to kill Jesus, their friend. So there are many reasons to fear. And this parable confronts us with the question, how then do you live when fear is all around? For the disciples, how are they to continue to be followers of Jesus when he's not physically walking with them day by day? And so with these questions in mind, let's look again at this parable. A wealthy man entrusts each of his three servants with a fortune. To one he gives them five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent. And this word talent is referring to an extraordinary amount of money. In fact, it would have been the amount that a laborer would earn over 20 years of their life. So if we think in today's terms, averaging about $50,000 a year, that's a million dollars for one talent. So how do you live when someone has given you such an amazing, precious, and enormous gift? Well, the first two take the amount that's entrusted to them, and they act very much like the wealthy man. They go out eagerly, trust what has been given to them, with the confidence knowing that the wealthy man has chosen them, knowing their ability to do likewise. And so they go, and they trade, and they double the fortune. And when the wealthy man returns, he praises them, not for how much they have made, notice, he doesn't say, well done, you double the wealth. Rather, he says, well done, you have been good and trustworthy. He names their faithfulness. They have learned the wealthy man's rhythm of life. They've took the risk, and they've lived boldly, emulating the wealthy man's life. And then we have this third individual, the one who had one talent, and yet the wealthy man still chose him too. He still entrusted him with a precious gift, an enormous sum of money. But this last man, instead of going out joyfully, we see that fear took hold. And when he let fear reign, he hid the talent. He buried it in the ground, ignoring it, turning away from it, even criticizing the wealthy man for giving it to him in the first place. And so when the wealthy man returns, he chastises this third man for his actions because he did not trust. He did not live. He even told the man it would have been better, he would have been happier if he had risked it all and tried to invest it, which was incredibly risky in those days and would have probably resulted in losing the whole thing. But instead, this man chose to do nothing, 
to bury the gift. And in doing so, he created his own form of pain and suffering. Because he did not grow. He did not flourish. He did not embrace the gift of life that was offered, all because of fear. Our parable today uses this word talent. And so when we think of it in today's terms, it's easy to jump to the conclusion that it's about our talents, the things that we are good at. The message is that we shouldn't hide them, but rather use them. And so if you're good at singing, you should join the choir and use your gift of singing rather than hide it. Or if you're good at cooking, you should participate in cooking for others or in our bake sale and not hide your talent. And while those are all good and wonderful things, I think it misses the broader meaning of today's parable. You see, it's not just your talents that God has given you. You are a gift. The things you're good at, yes, but also your passions, your dreams, your relationships, your opportunities that have molded and shaped you. Time is a gift. Love is a gift. And your wholeness of life is a gift. All of it makes you the unique, beloved child of God that you are. So the question this parable confronts us with is that given this incredible gift, how do you choose to live? Do you knowingly or even subconsciously let fear reign? We all know we live in a culture of fear. And fear prevents you from making the tough decisions, of avoiding people and places and opportunities. And while fear can protect you from danger, when it interferes with the wholeness of life, when it leads you to live a small and closed in life, or when it prevents flourishing and joy, fear is destructive. So what are those things that you are bearing out of fear? The gifts that you have given that you are bearing. Because you will soon discover that fear has buried you instead. And so on this morning, where are you being small? Thinking that you are unworthy or not equipped enough to handle the work that God has given you. When do you stay silent or turn away, thinking you are not the right person, even though God has chosen you? Because God shows us, and as Father Michael reminded us last week, God calls us to a life of abundance. A life where God is continually saying to us, do not be afraid. And yes, that life is countercultural and sometimes makes us a bit uncomfortable but it grows us and stretches us. For we learn to love our neighbors as ourselves, to respect the dignity of every human being, to fight for justice and peace, to speak the truth and love, and to turn back to God when we have hurt others or ourselves. It involves practices of prayer and going to church, of giving thanks and of finding strength to participate in God's work in the world. So it's an invitation, an invitation to live much like the first two in our parable, to live so closely following Jesus' life, learning from him how to use the gifts of God that he has entrusted to us, 
and let them grow abundantly. That is an invitation to trust, an invitation to faith, and an invitation to love. For God has chosen you. He has entrusted you with the precious fortune of a gift. And rather than living in fear, what is one bold thing that you can do this week to live more like Jesus? So what are you going to do? How are you going to live? Amen. Thank you for listening to Christ Church Pops. Take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, hit like, and share with your friends. And please join us for worship in person or on YouTube or Facebook. And you can learn more about Christ Church at christ-church.net. This podcast is by Father Michael Hoffman and Reverend Katie Gillette and edited by Jake Wolstetter. Christ Church exists to show everyone God loves them unconditionally. So remember God loves you and have a blessed day.